Welcome to the Home Hour. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms aspiring to create gracious homes that are welcoming and functional, all while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to The Home Hour, part of the Life Listen Network. Do you ever look back at your week and wonder how it shaped up the way it did? Do tiny alterations to your schedule send you into a tailspin? We're sharing our tips and tricks for order in the busy world of home management. We found that a carefully planned day puts us on the path to sanity and a more cohesive week. Plus, the debate over paper versus electronic calendars, how we coordinate our to-do list with our husbands, and Kirsten's love for systems and whiteboards. All that and more on this week's episode of The Home Hour. Welcome home. Welcome home, Kirsten. Welcome home, Graham. And welcome to the Home Hour, everyone. Today, we are talking about time. So hopefully, in fact, we'll try to be brief with this episode so that you know that we respect your time because we are... <laughs> Our let's, first rule of time management, spend is, most of your day listening to podcasts all the time. <laughs> that, yeah. And, what, and when your husband says, what do you do all day? You're like, oh, it was very busy, very busy. I had lots of stuff on my to-do list. Like, I got that question just this morning, Kirsten. I'm like, what are you doing today? And I go, a little this, a little that. I've got to go to the jewel. I mean, you know, just random stuff. But to also the work. jeweler? Where, where are you? you? You were like born to be 75. Um, <laughs> no, all my watch batteries decided to die over the holidays. I don't know about you, but like every all my watches stopped. I don't wear watches. I never have. Mm. But you know what? I, I wear Fitbit and I used to, you know, exercise. I haven't done that in a while. Speaking of New Year, New You and some resolutions. Um <laughs> My husband, when my son got a Fitbit, he had to run it through his phone. So he was getting alerts and seeing how much I walked. And he's like, you need a job. You, you, you've uh, run 20 miles today. <laughs> like, I that is my job. That's why I don't have time for a job. I've been running after people. Right. Just going back and forth across the house, like getting different things they need. Right. All he's right. Like, Did you exercise today? I'm like, no, I just did so much cleaning. So. Anyway, you're, you're okay. New Year, New You, part two. We're talking about time, time management. We're not experts on it, like all of our topics, but we, we've had some successes and some failures. And, you know, it's just sometimes I feel like the best advice I get are from friends. We have a few tips and tricks up our sleeve, things that have worked for us, things that we'd like to improve upon. We have some goals for ourselves. And we just thought we'd share them with you. Some of our most popular episodes have been things where we just kind of noodle on what it's like to be in our households. And so hopefully you'll get a couple nuggets out of it, or you can talk to us and let us know what you do to manage your time. Um, So I thought we'd kind of kick it off by sharing some tips and things that have worked for us in the year. Right, right. And I feel like the big thing to acknowledge is like that our lives change a lot based on the ages of our kids. And so I get great systems in place and then they, then they change. So I feel like there was a time where my time just felt a little bit more or less my own. Now that my kids are a little more my own. And I used to have really good systems in place. And now I don't. Like I've gotten a little bit lax, you know. Oh, you're the so, queen of the system. Don't don't sell yourself. Kirsten, let me just give you a little insider scoop on Kirsten. She makes more systems than anyone I know. And I don't know if you stick with them forever, but you develop like you'll go out and go to office go office max or whatever and like buy all these binders and templates and draw up love, your system i love binders i love <laughs> systems i do you do well, they make I things love, easier 
spreadsheets. Well, and, mm, that's yeah. why my meal planning is such a good um, help See, to me. You like systems too. Oh, no, I do. I do. Okay. But I will say the best thing that I've ever heard about time management, and I think it's mm-hmm. really important to remember, is this Parkinson's law concept. And are you familiar with that? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. So this, this is like something that really resonated with me. And basically this means your job takes the time you have for it. So if I say your job is to cook dinner and you have three hours to do it, you will take three hours to cook dinner. If I say your job is to cook dinner and you have 30 minutes to do it, you'll take 30 minutes to do it. And obviously there is, you know, there are some, I mean, this could be taken way too extreme. Like you cannot, you know, paint your house in 45 minutes. I gave you 45 minutes, but you know what I mean? The point is like some of these tasks that we do all the time, we really have to like set a time on them or they're going to take too long. I love that. I really, that's a very interesting point because I, th- I think that is true. And sometimes I've noticed with me, like, have you ever, you've invited people over to your house, they're coming over, but you're, you've been out all day, your house is a wreck and you, you know, but somehow mysteriously it comes together the same way as if you had had, you know, all day long to plan for people to come together for your house. Well, I added, yes, absolutely. Cause you kind of add in a little more meandering time. Now, of course, there is also the point where Sometimes you have to move at such lightning speed that it's like not healthy and you're not doing a great job and you're not enjoying life and you're kind of looking at your kids as like they're just an obstacle to your do list, which is I fall into that trap a lot. Okay, but here's I want nuts and bolts. Like, let's say today is the day Like Kirsten wakes up in the morning. Let's say it's a brand new day. How does your day unfold? Like, do you wake up and do you have a written list? Like, make your bed, put on your shoes. Are we talking about perfect systems or are we talking about what we I want to know what you have right now. Right now, I'm in chaos. Really, this is the whole point of this new new year, new you. Um, I don't I think the most helpful thing. My number one tip is a consistent. My number one, let's say goal. Because not anything I do successfully. I want a consistent wake up time. And I mean, it's all crucial. these studies show that like the people who have the consistent morning routine and there's like a lot of people who that's kind of mm-hmm. like their, their deal is like finding out all the successful people's morning routine. So mm-hmm. I do think that's crucial. I think that starts off on the right. And I just right read now. an article that the most successful people wake up on average, three hours before they show up at work, whatever work may be, which is an obnoxious time because like I really show up at work at six. So truthfully, I'm not waking up at three. Um, so, Or how about this? My henchmen show up to take me to work at three. Right. Okay. That so, means standing by the side of my bed. Um, right, right. So, but I'm not doing that, but the best days. So, and also I, I think one thing that I've learned from time management is to be very militaristic, which sounds crazy and so not fun. But the days that I wake up, you know, they say in the army, like the first thing you need to do is make your bed and put on your shoes. That's a big deal. Like get your shoes on because and it's not just like, oh, you're walking around naked just wearing shoes. The concept is, is like, of course, if your shoes are on, it means your clothes are on for the day. But like you must wake up, make your bed and then put your clothes on and things move faster when your shoes are on. Okay, because you can, so I you actually can hit have the ground two running. things that we have to hit that we've already talked about that we have to put in the show notes. So one, a book that has been awesome for me is um, The Miracle Morning. Have you heard of that book? No, tell me more. It's written by Hal Elrod, and we're going to link to that in the show notes. I loved that book. And it was basically just kind of really helpful little tips on waking up early and basically just kind of encouraging you wake up early based on all of the the benefits. He really outlines all the benefits and kind of the biggest things 
that are good to do in the morning and making like what? really like, like a little bit of exercise. And by exercise, like it doesn't mean like, oh yeah, you have to wake up and go run for 45 minutes. It's like if you just wake up and you're like 10, 10 jumping jacks just to get your blood going. And like mm-hmm. this whole idea of like a morning meditation and a morning gratitude, um, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit of mindfulness. kind of Right. Because where I get burned is what happens is maybe one day a week. I have a friend that I hopefully she's a good listener um, will, you know, I'll go running with every now and then um, or as much maybe once a week. But that's like the one day that I wake up at that early, early time. But the truth is, is even if I'm not doing that serious exercise that I do one day a week, it would be nice if I could still wake up the same time every day and get right. moving. And, and he does say in this book that, you know, part of the miracle morning is like, you got to have a miracle bedtime too, because it's not like, oh yeah, I stayed up till two in the morning and I was hanging out with friends and drinking wine. And then I, you know, woke up at five and I started my meditation and my workout. I mean, that's not going to happen. So you have to plan for your morning the night before, really. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other, the other book I want to put in the show notes is Make Your Bed by William um, McRaven. And he's, I believe, an admiral. So um, you like him making your bed, too. Okay. Yeah, no, no. This is a thing. It, no, no. But it's, it's written by a guy who, uh, yeah, he's an admiral. And it's, you know what? It's a great book to read with your kids, too, because they're just little bite-sized chapters, maybe four pages. And it's just about, um, like, his Navy SEAL training and just kind of these lessons when you brought out the military. It's sort of these, you know, really um, structured, regimented, kind of doing what you don't want to do, but the habits that it builds and just sort of the character that it builds. So I love the book, Make Your Bed. Um, and we'll link to that in the show notes. What are well. some of the other things that you don't want to do that you have to do? Oh, well, I mean, like anything about becoming a Navy SEAL, it's like something I don't want to do. <laughs> like, I don't even want to go my swimming pool unless it's like 90 degrees. So, so I don't want to be a Navy SEAL, but you know, Excellent. maybe I should. Maybe that's my, maybe that's my 2019. So goal. you don't wake up and have a, a written to-do list every I, morning because um, I do. You do? Uh-huh. Okay, well, why don't, why don't you share since you're winning? Yeah, no, but I mean, it's not amazing. So I have, I have a written to-do list for the day that like I've kind of made maybe basically the night before. And then I kind of have, and it's not, I mean, I might sometimes get it done in two hours of the day. I mean, it's not like I'm working, working, working all day long, um, but just things that need to be accomplished that day. And then I also kind of separately, I'm a writer. I don't do any of this on the computer. I know that troubles you to no end, but I'll have kind of another sheet somewhere that doesn't need to be toted around with me all day. That'll have all the things that need to be accomplished that week, right? So like if I have a birthday present that needs to be purchased for like a Friday birthday party, that's kind of on the week to do list, I guess you should say. No, no, no. I do. OK, so you're, you're not one. You're not somebody who's doing like an app like you have to have it on paper with. I need it on paper, except there's a few things I have weekly rotating a couple things that I do every week. Like I have to water the houseplants and I do that every single Monday. And so I have a Google reminder that comes up for watering the houseplants. That's really funny because my sister-in-law, she always had watering Wednesday. Like every, every day, you, every Wednesday, you water all your plants. And the little ones, before you go to bed, you put in your sink and you water them. And then you just leave them in the sink to drain. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's so, genius. Uh, but yeah, it's like it's having that one day a week. And then it's not a big thing. It's not like anything on your to-do list. It's just like, that's my Wednesday or that's my Monday. So mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with that. The weekly reoccurring, having it the same day every week. I think that's a great tip. So, okay. So the weekly reoccurring you do do electronically but well I just have I just have the plant watering and then I have birthdays electronically those are the only two things I keep electronically so when it's your birthday coming up I'll get an email reminder a week before and then I'll get you know a little text notification that day so birthdays and watering it's not it's not as oh and I'm changing out air filters 
I have that and changing out um, alarm batteries. And it's it's random what I have chosen to do. But I mean, I guess you could. <laughs> I guess. Changing out alarm batteries. Why do you need a reminder for that? Doesn't the obnoxious constant beeping remind you? No, it does. It's true. I mean, smoke alarms, don't they? No, don't they? No, because you're supposed to change them every um, Valentine's Day. Doesn't everyone know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, Valentine's Day. It's like you remember your love. That's actually when you're also supposed to feed your roses. Oh, um, by the way, happy and, birthday. I don't have oh, a reminder. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, obviously, Kirsten could use a little more help in the in the task reminder system. Yeah, so that's what I do. And then I think I mentioned this at one point on a different show, but... You know, my mother would actually clump because there's a lot of errands throughout the day. She would put them by location um, and that always saves time, right? Like if the library is near the bank, you want to make sure that like you're not circling the city all day long. Right, right. Okay, so how so how do you calendar that? What is your system? Well, I have a file of facts, which, you know, I've had for years and years since high school and every day, you know, I just have a space for the day. And what I do is I write down every single thing that's going on in that day. And I have to say, not to like give myself an Uber pat on the back, I don't flake and I don't miss stuff. And I know that people love the way to do it on the iPhone or do it electronically, but my system has worked and does not fail me. And it has worked since I've been 17 years old. It's just a paper system. Like whatever needs to be done gets written. I sometimes have to write really small if I have a lot going on in the day, but it's all on paper. And is your file of fact something you carry in your purse? Yeah, it's in my purse and okay, I refill so it every year. One. I have to go online and buy it's just a small file of facts and everything's getting done. But I will I will differentiate though because when I did work all day full time, um the days were basically blank and cuz then I had to use my work outlook calendar for things because you know like my days would be filled with business meetings, etc. Right. Okay, so I'm kind of on your wavelength because I have a I have a calendar. It's bigger. It's like an eight and a half, eight and a half by 11. It's like a normal size computer paper um and on one side i have that week there's like a space for each day and on the other side it's just a, it's like just lined paper and i do do a to-do list on you know do, write in all of my appointments on the left side and then i keep my to-do list for the week on the right side so i can cross it off because we all know there's no joy in life like crossing off something off your to-do list it's but, so fun but here is my problem and this is where i think a lot of people are who really do want to have that tactile experience is i have I have two calendars. I've got my electronic and my paper because there's too many things that I'm sharing with other people that uh-huh. are on the electronic. So when I go through my week every Monday, I do transfer everything to the written. And it is kind of nice because it really like reinforces in my mind, like, okay, yes, I do have this on Thursday. I'm not mm-hmm. just looking at it on my cal- on the screen. I'm also writing it down. So mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more, I feel like I'm a little more in control and have a better understanding of what's coming that week. But it does, it just, Working off two calendars feels scary. You know what I mean? No, it's, yeah, because something's going to fall through the cracks. That's what I say. That's why I say you should only just go to one. Be that, be that computer, electronic or paper. I think you definitely have to choose one and run with it or else you you will miss something. Uh, Well, but if I'm doing a weekly sort of almost like accounting, you know what I mean? It's like I'm doing a weekly reconciling. Mm Mm-hmm. But it does. Yeah. It does. You're right. You're right. Maybe that's one of my goals is to pick one and stick with it. Although I don't know how I can possibly do that. But it's hard. It's yeah, it's hard. Because it's not, like, if I'm at the doctor's appointment, if I'm at the doctor's, for example, with my kids and they say, oh, can you schedule a follow-up visit? We want to check out that you're infected. It's so great to pull out my phone, look at the calendar and just really quickly add it to Google Calendar, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a very good point. Yeah, I get it. But then, but then, 
Yeah, that's why I always have my file effects with me. So um, I just add it there. Well, well, okay, the so here's here's the question for you. Then what happens if it's something that involves like your husband or it's something where you say, you know, I need you to be home early that day because... Uh, that's important. So planning your spouse, that's crucial. Um, you're right. I mean, I think this is kind of stuff that just happens. And I know some people are so sophisticated. They have a shared Google calendar with their husband, which I actually love that idea. Um, we do. So that's what I'm saying is if it's like, oh, yes, this meeting is you know, mm-hmm. at six o'clock and I know that he needs to be home by 545 that day, I can just add him as an invitee to the event and then he accepts it or says, no, I can't do that. You know, I've got a dinner or whatever. Um, right. But so that's that's kind of why I need that electronic calendar because he has he wouldn't know what's going on with me. I guess life. we just kind of we talk a lot during the day. So do basically really? we do. Oh, yeah. We talk a lot. I How mean, we'll talk maybe talk to your spouse. Five to seven. Maybe. Stop it. Yeah. Not counting text messages or emails. No. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He'll just call. I mean, he's a good caller. I have to give him a lot of credit. He'll just call to say, like, thinking of you. How's your day going? And I'll do the same, you know, and it'll be like a two second call or he'll tell me something funny or I mean, no, we can. I mean, it's not like we're spending tons of time chatting with each other because obviously I'm spending all my stupid time talking to you all day. Um, (laughs) Are you always on the phone? I know. I call you five to seven times a day. No, I like to think of myself as one of those, you know, old moms. Do you ever picture your mom? I just remember walking into my house and like she was kind of always on the landline. Like, you know, always. we were just kind of always moving around her. But she wait, was like, wait, man, she was man on the phone on a, on a landline, Graham. Oh, sometimes we'll, we'll... With your file of facts. <laughs> I know. I really don't understand who let me have a podcast. What a disaster. <laughs> um, oh, did, should we mention that Graham is 78, everyone? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we forgot. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> all right tell us what it was like to be born in the 50s okay yeah. <laughs> just kidding um that's really funny so I never talk to my husband during the day if oh, I want to get no in fact if I want to get in touch with him if it's like an emergency do you know the best way to reach him oh send him an email isn't yeah, that crazy it's that totally is, crazy anyway that is crazy. Um, okay but I will say I'm glad we're talking about spouses because that is important and I actually will say where I'm not perfect with my calendaring we have developed a really good spousal communication system as far as like time management and to-dos go. Okay. Would you like to hear my system? Of course. Okay. So here's how this works. I have multi, I have a drawer in my kitchen. I, I, my dream in life is to have a desk in my kitchen, which I don't have, but I have a drawer where I keep all my folders, right? Mm -hmm. And I have my mail that I need to open. Like if I see something and I know it's a bill or whatever, and I'm just going to put it in there, I know it's a letter I'm going to have to deal with. I keep that in there. And that's where I keep my planner. Mm -hmm. And then I've got sort of my, uh, this isn't urgent, but I do need to deal with this eventually. I want to hold on to this file. Okay. Okay. What would be in there? Give me an example of that. Because this is actually uh, interesting for me. (laughs) Oh, good. I'm glad you're actually interested. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let me think. Um. Oh gosh! Like, would it be a birthday party invitation? Where do you keep your party invitations? Yes, that's a great example. Like something that's like coming up, like a a save the date for a wedding, or you know, or like something like a form that I should fill out, like a survey I meant to take. Speaking of which, everybody go to the homeowner please take our survey. We'll remind you again at the end of the show. (laughs) But um, you know, or just put it in your "I'll deal with it later" file. It's like it's important, but it's not super important. Like the okay. mid grade file, right? Okay, so you go see. So you don't have the out of sight, out of mind thing though, because like I have to look at my stacks of paper. So you're saying you put them in the folder, you know you have to deal with them, and then every now and then you sit down and deal with them. Yes, yes. Well, okay. uh, I'll get to that. Okay, so then I have my folder of I need to consult with my husband on this. 
So it's an invitation to a party where I'm not sure if we're going to go or it's, you know, a bill, but I'm a little bit, you know, I'm feeling like maybe there's. Should you just skip it and let them come after you? Yeah. (laughs) Should we just not pay this one? No, like maybe like, for example, a high water bill. And we've been suspecting that maybe there was a leak. So I'll want to bring that up with him, right? Anything that's just like something where it's like, we should chat about this. Or or also, like if someone writes us a thank you note, or if it was something something you might like him to see. Something either that's like, oh, you should read this. This is really sweet. Or like, hey, we got to talk about this. So once a week, and we actually have a carved out time at it, and we're not perfect at it. Things happen. But really, ideally, and pretty consistently, we do it on Sunday afternoon. The kids have to go clean the playroom and it gives us like maybe half an hour to 45 minutes. We get to um, sit down and I take out my to-do list for the week and his folder of things I wanted him to look at. And that's that's when we go through all that stuff. And it's kind of this concept of like, if I was every day like, hey, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about that. I wanted you to see this. It would just be really inefficient, you know, but to just take 10 minutes and do it all at once. It's just so much better because you're like mainstreaming it, you know, not like an interruption. I like that. That's a nice idea. Yeah. And the other thing we do is we also just at that point go through the week and we say, okay, Monday, are you going to be home for breakfast? Are you going to be home for dinner? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be here on Tuesday. I have an event, you know, so we can also go through a whole week. And then Monday morning is when I do my meal planning because I then know like really I only need to make three meals, you know, so um, kind of going through the week like that, it helps me with grocery shopping, not to waste food. Mm-hmm. But I love kind of having that one weekly check-in. So basically what you're saying is you have a very good communication. I mean, I think this what this comes down to is organization and communication. And I think for moms, I think the busiest, the best thing we can do if we're busy is streamline every single aspect of life, right? Like you've you've made it so you only need to kind of go through those important things once a week. I think it's important to do that with outfits, um, which sounds crazy. But I read an article that said like Barack Obama at some point only wore black suits with a certain and all he had to do every day was pick out a tie. Right. The less decisions you have to make in a day, the easier all the other decisions that you do have to actually make become. And so I think it's kind of nice to like wear a uniform. Um, so my thing is, is I will wear like jeans and a button down shirt and maybe a sweater over it or I'll just alternate like shorts and a button down shirt and a sweater all my days. Like I'll wear the same thing. I have, I almost have like a Mark Zuckerberg pullover uniform or, you know, a whatever. And I just, it sounds crazy, but like the less you have to decide, I think kind of bringing back a uniform isn't a bad idea. And then when you go out at night, you can get creative and do whatever you want, but there's something to just knowing what you're going to put on every day. Well, it's kind of like this whole idea. We've talked to so many organizers on the show, just like all these clothes you're only wearing 20% of. So to not have to fight through all those distractions. Maybe I'll wear that one day. Although last night I went out and I wore a jacket that I have not worn in three years and I got compliments on it and I loved it. I wear that again. Ooh, that flies in the face of getting know, rid of clutter. I know. That, I know and that's what it happens. I am so havesies halfsies on this capsule wardrobe concept. All right. Let's talk about what we'd like to improve, our goals for time management in 2018, because we kind of shared a couple things we do, but I think you and I have some good ideas. I went to a seminar once on time management and I haven't done it, but it sounds delightful. Okay, explain that because you were telling me about that and it's a really fascinating idea. Okay, right. So what's the goal of this time management episode? One is we've kind of shared with everyone what it is we're doing. I'm assuming most people are out there doing similar things, writing things down, making lists. But the truth is, is like, what do you want to be doing and how do you want your week to look, right? Because isn't that the goal? Everyone wants to live kind of a the life they want to live, whatever that looks like. So I went to a class once that basically said, 
take your day, start on Monday, do it for a week, do it for three or four days and write down as if you were an attorney recording your time in small time increments, every single thing you do for that week. Okay. So, I mean, you know, wake up, make your bed, brush your teeth. I mean, that's annoying. It's almost like keeping a meal calendar, but you go and you record everything you do and you can see how long things take you. I mean, it, you know, and how long it takes you, right? Like to clean up breakfast after the kids leave for school or how long it's taking you to go through your papers or whatever it is, how long you're spending exercising, whatever it is, how long you're spending at work at your job every day. I mean, it could be anything. Um, and then what you do is you is you make a calendar of this is this is time consuming. Honestly, I have not been able to do this, but it really does seem genius of what you want your week to look like. Right. So mm-hmm. you have your actual week, but then it's then it's basically like, well, how much time in the week do you want to spend, you know, playing, actually playing with your kids, you know, carving that out? How much time do you want to spend truly exercising or whatever it is? And if you marry the two of those, once you have what you're actually doing and what you want your week to look at, you have so much more control over how you shape your weeks moving forward because what you're what you will find or what this class said you would find is you have massive amounts of free time right like we all think we're so busy but the truth is is that we're not if we really wanted to shape our weeks moving forward to be the way we want them to look that that the time could be found it just it's all in the planning i think that's true it's so I don't know. That's something that I'm going to try to do in 2018. I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm going to take some accountability on this. Maybe you and I, because I would love to do a time audit as well. Right. Exactly. It's, a, it's an audit of your time. That's exactly what it is. Maybe. But a week is a lot to audit. Maybe I'll just do three days like Monday, Tuesday, I was, Wednesday. Okay, I was going to say three days. Let's do it. And then listeners, if you want to do this challenge with us, I think we set a day to do this. Graham. What do you think? Next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, I think that sounds great. And then let's write it down. We'll post it up on the show notes and you'll get to see what it is we're spending our time doing in a week. And I think, well, wait, again, I don't know if I'm going to share all that, Graham. I'm too embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, how much time do I spend looking at Instagram or Facebook on my phone? Right. I mean, stuff like that. Right. Things we can get better at. Um, or how much time do I spend driving in the car, you know, needlessly when if I just streamline my errands, I wouldn't be in the car as much. Or if I learn my way around this crazy town. Um that and when I, for five years. Yeah. yeah, this sounds wild that the roads are very curvy. <laughs> I don't understand it. All right. Anything you want to do for the year? Yes. Okay. I've actually already done this system, but I haven't enacted it. I've planned it, but I haven't enacted it. But one of my things that I um that I struggle with is I'm pretty good at like housekeeping. You know, I'm pretty good at laundry and dishes and the dailies, right? But it's the bigger things like I really need to go through and organize my whole closet or our garage. What a nightmare, you know? It's those big ones. And I think the the reason why is because every room kind of leads to another room. And then I start thinking one project is more important than the other project. That's not what I should be using my time on. So what I did is I divided my house into like zones, right? I did master bathroom, master closet, master bedroom, kids' mudroom, kitchen cabinets, whatever. And I came up with about 20 different spaces in my house, okay? And then okay. I just thought 52 weeks a year, assuming I'm probably not doing massive organizi- organizing around Christmas, um, I made it 50 and then assuming July, maybe we're on vacation or something. So I took out two weeks then. So I made it 48. And I really realized that most of those things, I could either 
check in once a year on like how often do I really need to organize my master bathroom, right? Once a year, probably go through and realize this Mm -hmm. straightener doesn't work anymore or this makeup's gone bad or whatever. So I just plugged in one week to do my master bath. And then actually that's smart. Yeah. Other things like my kids' closets, those I probably have to do twice a year. So I have those plugged in twice a year. My garage, Mm -hmm. probably twice a year. Um, Mm -hmm. So each week I have a different area of my house that I'm going to deep clean. And really like, it sounds again so daunting, but really how long is it going to take me to clean it? So see, you're really into cleaning because I'm sitting here listening to this and I'm thinking, okay, well, that's fine. But the truth is, is we have a lot of shabby chic things that need improvement, right? I'm sitting here thinking about our art. Like our, we have some interesting. Oh, it, could, art. I mean, it could be it could be cleaning. It could be organizing. It could be updating. You know, I, I know mm-hmm. I've got to get like better container things to hold stuff. Right. But it's, mm-hmm. it's just tackling that that one area of the that house. one room, okay. but just designating a week for that, you know, and that's also great because if you have a week to do it, it's like maybe I don't have time on Wednesday to do it. But guess what? I know that some point in this weekend, I really have to go through the linen closet because it's a disaster and I haven't looked at it in a year because it was in my calendar for last year. But I need mm-hmm. to actually set in the Google reminders, like you said. But I have it. I have it all laid out. I guess signed everybody a week. I signed them into zones. But that would be, I think, one of my 2018 goals is not just have my system in place, but actually use it. Use it. That mm-hmm. sounds good for one of your multiple systems that you have. What's a Trello board? <laughs> okay, so a Trello board is another thing I want to use. Now, this is like this is when I'm really geeking out on time organization. But a Trello board. This is for like a very big project. And basically it's just a software system that you can collaborate with other people. They really use them in an office environment. But truthfully, like there are some projects, like for example, we have moved a couple times in our marriage. If you are moving, oh my goodness, Mm -hmm. there are so many pieces to that. So it's like a giant project management software. And it's really not very hard to use. I figured it out already. I just want to enact it for like two or three big projects that they're, again, things that are too daunting, things that are, how do you eat an elephant? You know, one bite at a time. So sort of those kind of things. Okay. So it's just a way to organize your to-do list? Yeah. That sounds like something I could do with a pen and paper. Um, <laughs> well, this is where we're different. I don't even... <laughs> remember, think... I, remember like our second weekend of podcast when I'm like, okay, so this is the CRM we're going to use. We're like, we're not using a CRM. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, that's customer relationship management. We don't think of you as our customers, but thank you, Kirsten. Like I said, the girl has more systems than anyone else I've ever met. She's always coming up with a different system. I think one time you came to visit my house, which is rare. I don't see you that often. And you asked me to purchase whiteboards before you arrived. Like, what planet are you from? I mean, I love it. Like you, you love (laughs) your vision of yourself is in like a conference room somewhere scribbling on a whiteboard oh my gosh it so is i love it what process map oh i love process map you do you you're just a venn diagram all right on that note everyone (laughs) i think (laughs) okay are we done i think i think we're done um i know you want to schedule your workouts on your calendar i see that on the outline (laughs) kirsten wants to schedule her workouts that sounds great if you wake up at the same time every day you could put your workout there except i don't like to work out first thing in the morning i've got to warm my body up so um it's tricky i love it but i'm glad you could do that power to you and power to everyone who is trying to get better handle on their time hopefully this has been a good use of your time or you've just gotten to see what other people out there are doing we are so thankful for your listening to the show and if you wouldn't mind go on itunes and leave us a review we're the home hour and we're at the home hour on instagram that's right and if you do please visit our show notes and talk about we'll talk about some of our favorite organizational books 
um, you can visit our show notes at thehomehour.com. Um, we also are going to have a link up there to a survey that we have put out. We've tried to make the survey fun, sort of like a little quiz, but we want to get more feedback from you guys on what shows you like, what shows you don't, and um, what kind of topics you're interested in t- talking more about. So please go ahead and visit us over there and please fill out the survey. We'd be so appreciative. Thank you for listening and welcome home.